0: Okay, you ready? Yeah.
1: Um, hey, everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing...
0: Podcast! Podcast. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing all right. Yeah? I got this water. You got water.
0: I got water too. Water. We're both drinking water. Uh, it is water. Steve did air quotes, but we are drinking water, <laughs> literal water. Um, tell us about this first ad. Who is this first it?
1: ad? Was sent by Grant Wilson from Bigger Pedals. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a GNL Asat Classic Babender circa 2001. If you're looking for a guitar that stands out, look no further than this GNL Asat Classic with Babender. Babender, huh? In addition to the Babender, the guitar features a hip shot <laughs> tuner, custom penny graphics, and has been signed by Brooks and Dunn. Both of them. It comes with a hard case. So hard. I don't know anything about Such Brooks case. and Dunn. $2,000. $2,000. Guitar, GL guitars by Leo, Asat classic. You don't know about Brooks and Dunn? No. What is the best? Well, it's a Babender
0: guitar. I'm assuming it's a country
1: Brooks and outfit. Dunn is a country outfit. Brooks and Dunn. It sounds like a, is, uh, a, 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 a clothing company, Brooks kick, and Dunn. Kicks Brooks and Ronnie Dunn. Uh, I'm trying to... They've started in apparently in 1990. Really? Okay. I'm trying to f- figure out if there is a song of theirs that you would have heard.
0: Congratulations on 31 years of music, Brooks and Dunn.
1: I'm looking... looking <laughs> I don't know. Are they still making oh. music? Uh, from back then, probably the song you would have maybe have heard was, uh, Boot Scootin' Boogie. No? No. Um, that's probably the only one that I... Okay. Well,
0: I, I, I'm not familiar with their work. They Uh, did a
1: cover of My Maria. That was pretty, pretty big. All right. Okay. No,
0: I don't know it. I didn't listen to any country I know, I know. until I started doing it, ironically, in <laughs> my college years. And then I started transitioning and listening to it sincerely, but only sur- some country, not all country. I I'm never listened to like country radio.
1: I'm realizing that I don't think I know any of their songs after, like, 1998.
0: So anyways, this guitar is a big old purple lightning mess. It, o- it honestly looks worse than the purple lightning art on the Dimebag guitars. <laughs> they almost don't look like lightning, especially the ones on the back. They look like varicose veins.
1: <laughs> Gross, but true. Also, these clouds. like Those clouds are bad. This one cloud right here. Uh, this is an
0: art review podcast right of, now. It
1: kind of looks like um, an abstract woman. Oh, it is. It is supposed to be a woman. Is it? Yeah, that is supposed to be a woman. Look at that lady
0: right there. Got her arm and her head with her hair and her breasts. Down her butt and her leg. That's they so hit, weird. They hit a woman in the clouds. Is that another is that a, woman there? Maybe. Or is that a man? It's kind of just like an alien. It looks like a dolphin person. I'm not trying to, like, body the, shame here. Look right at the there. tail on that thing. That's a dolphin person. <laughs> this part? Is that yeah. the What is Boy, going man. on with this dolphin person that is connected to a human woman
1: cloud? Oh! oh that's like a mermaid thing is maybe it's like a transitional Uh oh. like half like it's this part is the that's a lot this is a this is the woman part and this is the mermaid part that's a lot for a guitar to have a cloud
0: woman with lightning shooting out of her transitioning into a mermaid woman
1: their last song was released in 2019 they had a 10 year gap Uh, So maybe they were, I was going to say that they were defeated by COVID, but I think actually they broke up. Yeah. From 2015. Well, they broke up because they
0: couldn't agree on COVID is what happened. It was a a political fight between the two.
1: You hate to see that happen. This is how, we're not even talking about this guitar. The Brooks and Dunn won the Country Music Association's Vocal Duel of the Year every year between 1992 and 2006. Except for 2000. I don't know what happened in 2000. What the hell happened in 2000? My guess is uh, a vocal duo. Yeah. They probably
0: thought they lost it at 2000. Like, our streak is over. Then they came back hard. 2001. 9-11 put the fire back in their belly. And they came
1: back as the vocal duo again. I'm I'm like, I really want to know who beat them in 2000. <laughs> Mon- <laughs> M- Montgomery Gentry. Montgomery Gentry. An artist that I care nothing about. Big year for Montgomery. He
0: he defeated Brooks and Dunn.
1: Yeah, Montgomery and Gentry. They combined.
0: Oh, there's two of them. There has to be two. There's always got to be two.
1: The duo. So what did they want for this? This is just how what happens because from they wanted two grand for this guitar in 1986. Dan Seals and Marie Osmond won. I always forget. Which GNLs
0: are the high end ones, and These which ones? ones? This is one of this them. is the high end one. Yeah, so that price is fair. This not
1: like the highest end one, but an ASAC Classic is like that's an American.
0: What's the What's the import ones? The the uh, tributes, right? Yeah. Okay, that's the yeah. tribute. That's that, that's the budget line. It's the tribute line. Yeah, so the price is fair for a USA GNL, but the art sucks. Wait, may, maybe 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 the the signature does something for someone the fact that it has a b bender built in i feel like that's going to be something for someone
1: that's something that like is a is a value bump
0: that's yeah. for sure because it's you know it's it's a major operation to get those installed and it's very rare that you find new b bender guitars on the used market
1: i'm trying to figure out like i'm not maybe they're just not sold readily, but I'm not seeing any like ASAC classic to like compare pricing to. Uh-oh. Um, it doesn't exist. I'm seeing a lot of tribute models.
0: We've slipped into a parallel universe where this guitar I'm doesn't exist. The,
1: I'm seeing these on Reverb without the Bender right, for like $600. Well, damn. Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe this
0: is way overpriced because I'm not paying for that art. And honestly... Take off the pick guard and sell the pick guard with the signature. I don't want to pay for the signature either. I just want to pay for the guitar plus the bebender.
1: Oh, here's one. So this this kind of is more what I was thinking. This one is up for nine hundred and eighty dollars. That's what I was expecting yeah, the price to kind of that's be. Still
0: pretty far below two grand, Steve. Yeah, but this has a Babender. It does have the Babender.
1: and it's signed by Brooks and Dunn, the B and b and D. B and D, but Bender with B and, B and D, but Bender, B and D. Are
0: you going somewhere with all no, that?
1: I am <laughs> not just being obnoxious. I almost,
0: if that if that art was on a $500 guitar, I might like this ironically, just because it's so bad.
1: I feel like a B-Bender a B- install costs like $500. Oh, sure,
0: sure. I'm saying without the bebender, bender mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, I mean, for a grand, this guitar with a B- yeah, is is something worth looking at if people are looking for that sort of thing. I've never messed around with a B-Bender. I've always wanted to. It looks like a lot of fun. And it has that hip shop thumb thing mm-hmm. that drops down to, to uh, D, right? Or does it go high?
1: Usually, uh, I mean, it depends on how you have it set up. But yeah, right, usually right. you would have that set up to drop to, to D.
0: You know, which you is interesting.
1: That- it doesn't mention that in the in the description. It only mentions the bevender. If you turn that art over, it would look like a coral reef. And when you look at this as that's what this art reminds me of, uh, is uh, <laughs> this. Looking at it as it, as if it's a coral reef reminds me of the swimming level, level in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, interesting! Which is considered like one of the hardest video game yeah, yeah. of all time. That makes and that's you know that's this that brings right. it all around. That makes Teenage it, Mutant that Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles now it all makes sense. Heroes and a half shell turtle power. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we know their age. We know their martial arts discipline. We know their species. Yeah. I'm ready to watch these bad boys.
1: Middle-aged mutant. <laughs> Middle-aged uh, mutant. T- Samurai turtles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh now's the part of the show. Hey, Ryan, what's new?
1: Uh well, this
0: isn't totally new, but it's new this week when we recorded this. I got another Princeton Reverb, Steve. Oh yeah. I I I've always Tell us more. I've Brian. always wanted to run stereo Princeton's, and now I'm doing it. I'm doing it every day. I'm running stereo Princeton's every day, and I'm loving life in this new reality that I've made for myself. A stereo Princeton's, two Princeton's, one two. Princess, princess, stand before you, baby. <laughs> oh, mangled that super hard. Way to go! But um, I worked out a I worked out a trade deal plus cash. What'd you trade? Um, I ch- traded my Nocturne Brain Mystery Brain. Mm-hmm. I traded okay. a Walrus Audio um, uh, Warhorse Version Two, oh. and the guy wanted me to bring the uh, the Anna Sounds Element Spring Reverb with me. Right? For some reason, my brain mangled that message as i read it Uh and i brought the tech 21 psa 2.0 instead that's a pretty big miss and as i handed it to him he was like uh that's not it i was (laughs) like oh shoot and so i had to like paypal him the difference oh man the value that i felt so stupid but the good news is i sold that pedal for what he was you know, considering the, the it's, its value. One? No, I, I sold the uh, the TSA oh, okay. for gotcha. what he considered the value of the Anisans one. So gotcha. it all works out in the end. Um, and then I threw cash in it as well. Um, a fun part of the story is I met up with a guy in a Shell parking lot, a gas station parking lot, mm-hmm. late at night. And I knew that we were doing that. And I knew that I wanted to test the amp before handing over products and money yeah. and driving away with the tube amp. Who knows? If it works. So I have this inverter thing that you plug into a car and you can, can plug power into it. And so I started up the car. I plugged in the inverter. I plugged the amp into it. And the dude was like, Oh, I don't know how it's going to sound running off of an inverter. I cranked it up to like six or seven in the shell parking lot. And it just sounded beautiful. I've never sounded so good in a gas station parking lot (laughs) in my whole life. But it was this moment where like I started playing through it. And it yeah. sounded so good that he, I looked up at him, and he was also like, "Oh, whoa, that sounds really good right now." Where
1: did you? What uh? What uh? What part of town were
0: you in? Uh, over uh, off the one sixty three by by Sharp, over off of uh uh oh, Genesee, right?
1: Yeah, that shell.
0: Yeah, yeah, the one where you go under the freeway, and it's yep. it's right over yep. there. You know, you know the shell.
1: You know, over there.
0: Geography talk. Here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I was just asking because I have also purchased things at a Shell gas station. Oh. But like did you test out an, a tube amp? I did it. not test out a tube amp at a Shell gas station. Now, it's,
0: it's been kind of interesting. I did an initial shootout video between the new Princeton and my old Princeton. I got a uh, the limited edition a blonde Tolex Princeton that has a different Jensen speaker Can in it. Can you see it? You can't. It's behind me.
1: It's like exactly behind oh, me. Oh, there
0: it is. Uh Go watch the video. I did for it, but what I discovered shooting shooting them out is that my original Princeton, not original, but my my black Princeton, mm-hmm. has the same reverb pan in it that the Fender reverb unit uses, which explains why it's such a drippy, surfy sounding reverb right. in that amp. I actually don't know if that's stock for any year Princeton. Mm. It seems like an odd thing to me because that's a, such a specific reverb pan. I need to find out if that's the stock option for the '65 reissue. Why Princeton am I still reverb. wearing those? I have no idea. But anyways, my headphones off. the new Princeton, the limited edition, has yeah. a completely different reverb pan that does not sound drippy or surfy. And so just today it arrived in the mail. I ordered a new Accutronics reverb pan for the limited edition. <laughs> and I'm going to do some sort of video showing uh, how that changes the sound. Because the reverb pan is a, it's such a cheap I wish I had discovered this reverb pan that I'm going to put in this thing years ago because I would have swapped (sighs) it into every single amp I've ever owned Mm. to get that sound. I would have put it in the PV. I would put it in every amp that had a a a place for a reverb pan.
1: One in the acoustic that has an internal
0: reverb pan that you can't swap out.
1: But maybe you could swap it out. I think. I'll
0: have to see if it would be the same size. I don't think it's the same size. It's
1: not the same size. I think it's like a long. Like a long spring. Well that's
0: a long spring right there. Is it the
1: full? Is that well, the longest I'll, spring? I'll open up the acoustic
0: and take a peek don't in do there. It. it has to have the right chassis to be able ah, to be mounted in there.
1: Gotcha.
0: I think a lot of times amps just have the spring kind of mounted on their own, but in hitting head amps, anyways, as far as I've seen. Right. But uh, if I could put one in there, that would be pretty fantastic. I feel
1: like the reverb on that already sounds pretty. Good. Yeah, it sounds pretty good.
0: Not drippy, surfy, but
1: it's, no, it's just big. This a big reverb.
0: So yeah, I'm pretty stoked about my purchase. Um, I was nervous about it because it feels so indulgent mm-hmm. to buy. Two of the same amplifier, especially when they're they're not a cheap amplifier, I got the, no. my first one for five hundred bucks, which was a steal. but I mean, I basically traded and paid my way towards nearly new price for this thing, yeah, probably around yeah. like nine hundred dollars worth of trade in cash and cash
1: limited it's got that it's got the alnico jensen in it, yeah, it's yeah, like the ceramic so. You know, it sounds different, but I don't think I'd say that it sounds it, better. Mean, it just sounds different because that amp's in a corner and <laughs> that up. one's flat against Shut the wall. Up. Steve's talking about comments that we also, were getting. Like none of the components in that amp have better than like a five percent tolerance. And <laughs> besi-
0: one person said twenty percent tolerance.
1: And besides, like you know, um, no no serious musician takes a amp with a ten inch speaker outside of their garage anyway.
0: Seriously, like, would you prefer? A 10-inch speaker or two twelves. I mean, answer honestly. We're making fun of a YouTube commenter right now. A couple of YouTube commenters. You know, it's, it's funny. Like, we get, we get some crazies in the YouTube I think, comments.
1: I think these would have sounded a lot better if you would have, like, I don't know, shown us your clean tone. <laughs> Without pedals? Yeah. The way did.
0: I did. Um, <laughs> we get some crazies in, like, pedal demos and guitar demos and stuff like that. Nothing brings them out like amp demos. Like not crazy people, but like crazy ideas. Yeah. Like all the, like kind of like tone snobbery, cork sniffing, uh, you know, voodoo sorts of takes on music equipment. Yeah, for sure. Amplifiers with everything having to do with tubes and speakers and where you put them in the room and everything else, and then microphones. Like mm. people come up with the wildest ideas. Like this guy was legitimately arguing. And I didn't even reply to him because I didn't even want to go down that path. Like, oh, the two amps sound different because one's in a corner and one's flat against the wall, which in theory is true. They will sound different in room, perceivably, in measurable ways yeah. with microphones in the room microphones. But both these amps had microphones three inches off the grill. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, and at one point, the amps were cranked up to 10. You're not picking up any wall sound. <laughs> In that situation, okay? You're not picking up reflective surfaces. You're picking up the speaker that the mic is directly in front of. So, yeah, that's not the reason the two amps sounded different. Oh, it's not. Oh. Are you sure? I'm positive. (laughs) Where did I put my water? I'm 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 thirsty. I'm thirsty after that rant. (laughs) That was a dry rant. Made my throat dry. Uh, Anything else new that I got going on? i got I, i'm still waiting for the last boss battle to come in so i can do my big boss delay shootout do you have anything new yeah i tuned this bass oh yeah yeah well since last week it took steve a full week to do it and he tuned the bass and I a tuned
1: week. it i put on all of the same clothes and then i came back over to your house i also put on the same clothes good basing steve
0: we're going to come up with some sort of plan. We're going to make it happen this year. Uh, we're going to film some jam videos, me and Steve. Steve's going to play some bass. I'm going to play some guitar. Uh, Donner or Beat Buddy are going to pick up some drums. And uh, we're going to have a good old time. And you yeah. guys are finally going to get to hear. You're going to get to unlock Steve's bass face. I hope. <laughs> unlock Steve's okay. bass face at 500 likes.
1: <laughs> You're going to get to watch me slop the bass. Paul
0: Mute, the like
1: button. Paul <laughs> oh, Mute. That was dumb.
0: We can't take slap.
1: No, it's slop.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: At 200,000 subscribers, I will unlock guitar slop. Slop the guitar.
1: <gasps> All right. Uh, this is a part of the show where we get paid. Oh shoot! Really? Uh, yeah. This uh, first uh, sponsor for this show, week's show is man. These transitions are awful. Yeah, this
0: is terrible.
1: Uh, is Dedario Dedario. Uh, right now, uh, through the twenty first of January, when you use code, Hum twenty five. Is it really January? Sorry, December twenty first. <laughs> Damn. That was now a, that's through a long the twenty first of December. December. Uh, you can get 25% off your entire order and free shipping when you spend more than $50 at didario.com. Uh, more than $50 that's, like that's just stocking up on strings for yeah. like the first quarter
0: do it yeah go save money on the strings that you need you already need strings yeah. go pack up bulk you, up on them you guys them, man. already
1: know we are a big fan of the XT or yeah. if you're uh, you know a little more traditional like me the XL string Ho, ho ho
0: Old school boy over school here. Over there. I've got XLs here for baritone.
1: Yeah. Didario also has like a ton of sick accessories like these auto lock straps. Like they're you cleaning. Just... You know what? What am I doing? I'm freaking. Auto
0: lock them, Steve. Auto lock no. that base right now. Strap it on. Auto lock it. You're ready to go.
1: I'm having some problems. It would
0: there. have been very embarrassing if it didn't work, but it did look, work.
1: Look how fast that was. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. Boom, I'm done. Boom, he's done. I'm done.
0: (laughs) The audio listeners have no idea what's going on. But Steve applied and then removed a strap from a bass guitar very quickly. It was very impressive. So fast. So fast. Also, I'm a big fan of their cleaning and their maintenance kits. It just keeps everything together all in one place. I'm a notorious slob. Everything is a mess around here. And having a built-in organization it really system. Is.
1: It really is a mess. It's a total disaster. I'm having anxiety.
0: <laughs> but it's got all the cleaning stuff that you would need. Neat microfiber rag, a mat to put your guitar on, a neck holder, other stuff in here. It's just convenient. It's just a convenient kit. Yeah, you could piecemeal out your cleaning kit, your maintenance kit, whatever. Um, but I like that these are a kit that's all together and is a you know contained thing. So anyways, huge thanks to Dedario for yet again sponsoring the podcast that you love, the content that you consume and absorb for some reason every single week. So go visit so go visit the link, buy some stuff, save some money. 25% you said? 25% with code HUM through basically or use the link through basically the end of the year. All right, yep. first uh, First topic? First topic. This topic was sent do you remember who sent this topic? Oh crap, topic? we didn't choose a second second topic. We weren't gonna do a second topic. Oh, that's I right, because we're doing four ads. This first topic was uh sent to us by Kyle Bernhardt. Wow. He said you and Steve's each other okay, you and Steve each do a top five list of favorite gear you got this year. Could be amps, guitars, pedals, dawes. I'm not gonna talk about Dawes. The band Dawes? <laughs> He's talking about digital audio workstations, Steve. Mm.
1: Yeah. So what was your gear like, Steve? Your gear year? I don't actually know. I was thinking about this and trying to figure out, like... What did you get? What, um...
0: You bought every single uh, uh, Caroline and bigger pedal that ever came
1: out. I didn't do that. Well, I got the Wave Cannon and the Haymaker this year. I actually still... I still haven't had a chance to plug my Wave Cannon in. Because I want to... I'm doing something... I'm trying to do something interesting with that.
0: Happy anniversary on you unboxing your uh, Mr.
1: Black my Pedals, Mr. too. Mr. Black stuff, yeah. <laughs> still, still haven't played any of those.
0: <laughs> Congratulations. Um, the
1: Albie, man. I think that's definitely got to be in the top five. Albie's a fun one uh, for of 2020. Uh, of 2020. Um, I got my Gibson bass. I've been playing that oh, yeah. thing all the time. That's That one's a ton of fun. You got
0: that's, two basses this year. I got
1: two basses this year. Second bass. Um, Maybe
0: you'll get third next year.
1: So I actually have, I own um, I own four basses again. Uh, I've got this guy back here, the Italia. I've got mm-hmm. that Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, which I will probably throw this guy on my wall and bring the Eastwood back over here for your wall.
0: Okay. I need to make space for a yeah. long guitar over mm-hmm. here.
1: Well, you need a long, you don't have any long guitar in my life. I don't have any long guitar in my life. Uh, and it's a short scale. That one's a short oh, scale yeah. guitar. It's a short long guitar. Um, and then I got that Gibson bass, the Gibson EB24. 2014, 2015, uh-huh. whatever year was their 120th anniversary? Um, 125th? I don't 120 know,
0: years making bases, electric yeah. bases. Can you um, believe it?
1: And then I have a Yamaha base. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to remember what other, gear.
0: you said that like you shouldn't have the Yamaha base anymore. Well, it's, it's just, like, and then I've got a Yamaha base. It's
1: just in my closet. It's, it lives in the closet. I'm just saying maybe it's It's, a, not, it's like the back. Of you have so guy. many bases now. Maybe it's time to liberate it. It's like my most, no, I I can't even say it's my most, most normal base because the Gibson is right.
0: Even the Gibson is pretty abnormal for, because it's a Gibson that looks like a fender. Right. <laughs> Did you ever get the neck fixed on that thing?
1: No, I still need to get it down to... Uh, Didn't you order the tool and everything to do it? Yeah, but it's a little slippy slip slip. It's uh, not the... It's not... It's a little...
0: You should take it to one of the repair boys that we know. Yeah. And get it fixed
1: up. Yeah, I need you to do You know a couple that. of them. Um, otherwise, I'm trying to remember what other gear I got this year.
0: I vaguely remember you got... or might have been last year. Like some sort of uh, direct-to-front-of-house kind of device... Or maybe that was just supplied by the church or something like that.
1: The Sansamp—that's a the Sansamp—is like the uh, the one I got for guitar. Hmm. I got a while ago. Um, hmm. Well, what did I get this year? What did you get? What was your what's your top five?
0: I mean, it, it's it's clearly unfair because I have a constant stream of crap being thrown at me. Not crap. Wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> beautiful devices being thrown at me. Day in and day out throughout the year. But, I mean, some big highlights, uh, the the Fender Jazzmaster. Oh, yeah. The uh, Ampro 2 has quickly become one of my favorite guitars. I just love playing that thing. It's fantastic. Uh, Another Fender. I just got the Princeton. I'm in love with that. Mm. Uh, Pedals-wise. Oh, I got the Surfy Bear. Everything is surf guitar-related. I got the Surfy Bear stuff this year. I love all that. It's become basically my end-all for that sound, that reverb sound, Mm -hmm. and it's allowed me to kind of put a bow on my reverb shootouts and be like, I don't need to save every reverb pedal now. I have, like, the reverb pedal. I might actually sell the reverb unit now that I have the Surfy Bears because they're so much more convenient than the unit. Um, Oh, the Squire, uh, the Starcaster, was a big highlight for me. Oh, yeah. I really like that guitar a lot, and I like the Squire baritone a lot, but I'm back and forth, like... Like I want to slim down around here. I want to have less guitars. I mm-hmm. do not need two baritones, especially when they're kind of similar. They have basically basically the same exact neck, just different pickups. I'm kind of back and forth on maybe selling the Squire. Also, they they biffed the delivery on those where they only sold yeah. so many of them. And it's like, I mean, the business side for me is like it's ideal if I can cover something and then it's out there in the world so people can buy it through affiliate links. Right. Right. So it kind of feels like wasted space having them both. But then what if they start listing them again? I want to be able to keep using it. It's a tough place to be. That's a tough place to be business-wise and when you're trying to slim down and have less stuff around. Um, I feel like there's other pedals that I was excited about from this past year. Did I, you already say five things? Probably. I'm probably over Five. I don't know. I just I just love touching. What all about the gear. that
1: Princeton Reverb?
0: I already mentioned that. Oh,
1: yeah. I missed it.
0: Everything He's I mentioned is kind of Fender oriented. <laughs> Fenders and Squires and
1: surfy reverbs. It's, it's actually weird for me to think that I that did I really did I really only get like four things this year. I I must have gotten more well, than my, four things. My
0: theory is that even though we're doing this stuff and gear comes in a lot more often for both of us way more for me yeah um i still buy the same amount of gear roughly throughout a year that i did before all this nonsense right. i still buy right and sell like one or two guitars i still buy myself a couple pedals when i see a pedal that's on the used market or something I'm like oh i kind of want to check that out and i'm still i still have the same pace of personal purchases going on right which is kind of weird because you'd think that that would just disappear if you know I'm in this business where stuff is sent to me. Mm-hmm. Be like, Why would I buy anything ever again? But there's
1: something. There's always things that like you you want that might be old or that right. you know is just a you know a builder who's not actively marketing something.
0: But also there's something more satisfying about buying something for yourself. Yeah, that's it's true. like I feel like I bought the the Fender Jaguar. Mm-hmm. last year, around August, I think. Yeah. And it was an immensely personal, rewarding experience for me after a couple of years of doing all this video stuff to find a guitar, become smitten with it. It's not a, a current production model. And I went through the whole process to buy it for myself, and I feel deeply connected to it.
1: What about these... Uh, would you put the uh, the chips in wing danglers (laughs) those
0: are a lot of fun that's definitely a highlight of my year is playing with those things (laughs) and it just looks cool i get comments on that just that guitar hanging back there people see the uh the wiggle stick on it and we're like what is going on i I
1: got i think i got my other two of my other um big ear pedals i got this Mm. year the loaf and the l the l is like an always-on reverb for me with my guitar rig and the loaf is like a, The Loaf is just a lot of fun. It's it's a unique um I think it's a really unique fuzz, actually. It's like an overdrivey fuzz. Because it's kind of overdrivey, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like a soft fuzz.
1: Yeah.
0: Um it's, yeah. it's probably a really good fuzz for people who haven't liked fuzz in the past. They're like, oh fuzz is too crazy for me. I need mm. something I can strummy with. Well, here you go.
1: Here's your strummy fuzz. Here's your soft fuzz. Check it out. You know what I think I bought this year is um did I buy that Rode microphone this year?
0: Yeah, we well yeah. we had to buy into our <laughs> our home recording rigs or live streaming rigs because of COVID and everything like See,
1: that. Yeah, back in April and back in April I bought a boom arm. Yeah. Uh boom operator boom operator why do I not, I don't have a notification for that I don't know. road, but I thought I bought it this year. Maybe I didn't buy it. We did a sweet, decent
0: sweetwater. amount of episodes doing the live streaming yeah. thing. Yeah. Probably like
1: we would still, I think we would still be doing it except I got kicked out of the house. Yeah. Basically. I mean, Steve's not like, family was not maliciously.
0: Like, no, no. It's like we can't survive this anymore. There's too much going on in the house. When yeah. you're doing a dumb podcast show, basically <laughs> talking about guitars, and the children can't go to bed yeah. <laughs> until you're done. This is a bad situation. <laughs> and so every day, no, and so every week, week in and week out, Steve and I risk our health and our lives, exposing each other to the deadly de- diseases within. I don't. mean I kind
1: of want to get tests. like uh, I want to get one of those residual mRNA tests whatever mm. we should get tested where like, together where like they check they don't test if you have like antibodies they test if you have like any like like his so it's like if you got it back in january ah it all you'll t- yeah that would be a good test to get i don't think i got it i don't think i've i've been sick this year so i don't think i've had it I, or if i did i was completely asymptomatic
0: i caught a wild bug just crazy, like three day bug. Yeah. When I went to Hawaii earlier in the year, mm. I don't think it was COVID at all, but it was, it was pretty wild. Like I was coughing up huge chunks of gross stuff. Yeah. E- yeah. It was, it was okay. a trip, but I toughed it out and I still enjoyed my vacation. How dare you? That's the kind of, and I haven't been sick since. I don't Lock think I, I haven't had a single illness. Um, since that. Day. Every
1: day that I, every night, every, every morning when I wake up after drinking a little too much the night before, I think I wake up with a little bit of a headache and I'm just too tired to roll out of bed. And I go, is this COVID? Is this, is this it? I'm like, I'm like the meme guy. I'm like the meme guy. And there's like a scattering of beer cans on the <laughs> ground. And he's like, is this COVID? <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'm sure if I looked around and really thought about it, I would pick out a couple pieces of other gear that were important to me in the past year. It's not what's important to you,
1: Ryan. It's what did you like?
0: I mean, I like it all. I think there's a a line between liking and having it be important. That's true. You know, like it's intrinsically rewarding, and yeah, it's, it's tough to say, but yeah, those, the Fender guitar, the Princeton, the surfy bears, uh, those are easily at the top of my list. And then yeah, there's a couple Squires and fun things that, that, uh, that came in.
1: Oh, you oh, know what, you know I, what I really my, liked? I bought my road last year.
0: You know what I really liked <laughs> is I liked doing the, uh, the COVID unboxings. I offered up free unboxings oh, yeah. to those are cool. the pedal community during the first uh, month or two of COVID and that was honestly a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, It actually helped move a decent amount of product. I had no idea that COVID would actually help the music industry in a lot of ways as far as, you know, not the music performance industry, but the music instrument industry. Uh, a lot of people sold a lot of stuff <laughs> and and there was something very fun about that, about being uh, part of helping people make money during a troubling time. So yeah. that was, that was the highlight of the year for me for sure.
1: All right, next ad. Yeah, let's hit this next ad. Uh, this is Drum Lights. This was sent by Greg Dodd. Uh, I made these drums into one-of-a-kind lamps. $50 for small, $60 with stand, $100 floor lamp. I made all these to sell at craft trade shows since the shows are not allowed this year. I'm running out of room. <laughs> Prices drop for this reason. Cash, e-transfer, debit, or credit cards accepted. View my other listings. This is in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Kanata, are you saying Canada? Canada. I hate those people. I don't hate Canadians. I'm joking. I'm joking. What do
0: you think about, you think about, these? You think about
1: these lamps? Right? I kind
0: of like most of them. I don't think I like the, the tall floor lamp. Yeah. I think it's just a little bit too obvious. But I kind of like the sideways lamps. I haven't seen that done before with drums. I like the little one.
1: I like the way that one disperses. I, yeah least, I like how I like the way it looks like it might disperse.
0: No, it's got a nice diffusion to it, Steve yeah dispersion is also also a way to describe that. but I think I like this because it's not fully obvious what it is from right. the front it looks
1: like a spotlight.
0: yeah, were the other ones i mean the 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 other one that's kind of sideways is fun too, but it's more obvious because it has that stand. yeah but definitely the floor lamp it's too obvious. It's two on the nose. It's like, oh, yeah, I get it. You love drums. Cool. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but the other one's more like, huh,
1: it's kind of cute. Yeah, and then you get up closer and you're like, oh, man, this is a drum. I think because it's smaller, it's cute, too. Also, because it has the rims on it, you can still play it. Yeah, you know that you leave this out
0: and someone's going to walk by every single time they see it and they're going to give it a nice flick. Boom. And then
1: the mm. freaking filament on your light bulb is gonna break. <laughs> that's that's the only problem with these. switch to LEDs kids. That's the only problem with the this is every time your your bulb blows, like you're gonna have to find your frickin' tuning key to take this thing apart to change your frickin' light bulb. <laughs> you're
0: like, hey honey, could you turn down the light? Alright, I'll go get the key. <laughs> Just loosen it. Like, is that, that sound close to you? It's kind of more of a C now than a B, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Oh, did you say tune down the light <laughs> i don't at the remember
0: I don't remember <laughs> Tune down for what do you know what this needs and this is an inside reference for us
1: uh, uh, kick pedal the to-
0: it needs yfb it needs your favorite band written when inside I put, the drum when I
1: just first saw the full folder called it was just called drum lights i um, thought that's what this was going to be about
0: in the band Steve and I were in the first time we had you can a band find together it on YouTube. um Yeah. We Just ha- search for your favorite band. <laughs> the drummer had this 28-inch bass drum, this old Slingerland kit. Yeah. And we came up with a rig that would flash the light on and off inside mm-hmm. of it. The light. I, did I mention there's a light inside of it that would flash on and off when he used the pedal? It was a big, dangerous rig. I've described it
1: before. But, yeah. It uh, had lightning.
0: Yeah. It, it threw sparks. You could smell burning when we played. <laughs>
1: Very hot.
0: But it was a ton of fun. And it definitely was probably the best part of the band. <laughs> 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 definitely the thing that had people paying attention to us. It wasn't yeah. the music. That's yeah. for sure. Like, oh, wow, these guys are playing? Yeah, they have a very minimal light show. But it is a light show. It's one light, and it turns on you and off. You guys
1: are the drum light band. <laughs> we should have just called ourselves that. Drum light band. Drum light <laughs> band. Drum light band. Kick light. Kick light. Kick, kick... You Light kick. I think you could still sell sell? To the... Yeah, never
0: mind. Yeah, someone would want to buy it, but it would have to be designed completely different than how yeah, I did it. Like safely. I would be surprised if that product does not exist now. It's got to exist somewhere. But anyways, I endorse this. I don't think the prices are ridiculous. The prices are normal lamp prices. Are they? They are. Lamps can be expensive, man. You can go. You go to World Market. You get yourself a you lamp. Think you
1: would pay. 50, you think that's worth fifty dollars? go. To, I'm telling guy. you. Go
0: buy yourself. Have you ever bought a new lamp, Steve?
1: Yeah, my wife just bought a lamp from Target. It was like eighty bucks. See, and that's from Target. That lamp is fifty bucks. Yeah, I'm but telling it's like, you, these are good prices for it's a lamps. Ten dollar Tom on a. All right, whatever. Well, then know. you make them and sell them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tom is a good band name too. $10 Tom $10 Tom $10
1: $10 Tom is my hey
0: everyone we're $10 Tom we got merch in the back here for our first song is called (laughs)
1: $10 Tom is my professional name in foreign countries
0: (laughs) and downtown
1: (laughs) here he comes
0: $10 Tom hey Tom how much is it today shut up
1: <laughs> we just got a comment on instagram oh boy they live said, instagram i knew i subscribed to you for a reason uh you checked out lucha libre yet oh yeah this uh i this will be the second time i've thrown this quote out today um somebody asked somebody told, was talking about the postal service at work today like oh give up postal service i'm like and they're like oh yeah that's like one of the best albums ever and i i'll drop this quote here like Some people discovered Lucha Libre. Right. I was born in Lucha Libre. So
0: Lucha Libre is a local uh, taco shop, Mexican restaurant. Uh, Kind of like a a 21st century version of the taco shop. Because from what I understand, it's uh, uh, two brothers whose family were cooking traditional Mexican Mm -hmm. restaurant food. And they kind of fa- fancied it up. Well, not fancied, but they made it. It's basically like the food truck version of Mexican food, but it's done by people who have intimate knowledge of the source. Right. You know, um, it's really freaking good. But we, when we would have band practices, we would go to
1: the previous place that was yeah, in that building. It to be Valentine's. It closed. And it was and like, started, that was, that was our practice. We started going to Santana's, which Santana sucks, sucks.
0: Uh, but that was our place where we go after having our rowdy band practices where yeah. we get all sweaty and work up a, a mighty rock and roll hunger. Mm. And so when it reopened as a new place under new ownership, we were the first to experience their menu and we like, well, holy hell, this is fantastic. This is insane. This is amazing. And they were, we got to be friends with the guys uh, who own it and run it. And uh, it's been featured on Guy Fieri's show. Uh,
1: was it? <laughs> it, was on, it was on Man vs. Food. No, I'm
0: pretty sure Guy has been there.
1: Has, okay. Yeah,
0: but it may, we went when uh, Man vs. Food filmed there. Yeah. And we got to watch the filming. Uh, so,
1: yeah. And then we never went back because they were too popular. The answer is yes. We've, yes, been,
0: we've to been to Lucha Libre. Libre. We are founding customers. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> like, I think we literally were there like the first week it opened. It was definitely very,
1: it was early enough that we got into the, I don't know if it exists anymore, but there was a group on Facebook specifically for people to get a code. They'd give out a code like once a month that would let you cut in line.
0: Right. For the old school regulars or whatever it was called. So yeah, Lucia Libre is amazing. It's probably, if someone's coming to San Diego as a tourist, you're going to find good Mexican food everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would name Lucha Libre as a Mexican food ambassador for the city.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a destination eat. Absolutely. Yeah. So I agree with Guy Fieri. I agree
0: with uh, uh, Adam Richmond. Adam Adam Richmond. Go check him out. You know who else I agree
1: with? Who do you agree with? Big Ear Pedals, sponsor Aww, of the man. show
0: sponsor of the show thank you for the financial support and the moral support and the friendship support big gear you're special to us not every sponsor gets a song but head they on just over did. to
1: biggearpedals.com. check out the albi. there's going to be some more of those but then they're going to be gone again they seem like they're making a lot of I albies was, i was texting grant earlier and i was like hey man uh Thanks for the the bass. This thing's super cool, but I got to go record a podcast now. He goes, "That's fine. I got to go build more Albies." <sighs> That's so a true story. There you go. That, that is a that true really story. Happened. Wow. Uh, head on over to bigger. I've got goosebumps. <laughs> bigger pedals. Bigger pedals. Big Ear pedals. And uh, you know what? Other sponsor spot that we didn't do because Uh-oh. I'm not used to doing multiple, more than two sponsors a show is mm-hmm. Chase Bliss Audio. Chase Bliss Audio. You makes, get a song too. They also make great pedals. Uh, Pedals more creative
0: and smarter than you are. And also more physically attractive. We're all ugly when compared to Chase Bliss pedals. Some of the prettiest pedals on the market. Are you done? Have you seen this thing? (laughs) This is hot. The automaton. MK2.
1: Your mic was just spiking. I'm
0: trying to be like David Picardo over here.
1: Robert Picardo, Robert
0: Picardo, over here. Sorry, I got your name wrong. Is that wrong, why you Robert. were singing? I am trying to be like Robert Picardo, the Doctor from Voyager. Look it up. <laughs> Anyways, Chaseless Audio, thank you for supporting <laughs> the show for so long <laughs> and making ridiculous, worthless content like this possible. And uh, if you guys appreciate this program, you appreciate the show. Consider buying yourself the greatest Christmas present of all beloved and time spent with your family. And then after you do that, go buy a chase bliss pedal.
1: (laughs) All right. This next ad was sent by Ted Jackal. This is a Moserite celebrity. Uh, It's selling a completely original Moserite combo and burgundy finish. The finish shows various Nick stings, chips, lacquers checking, but still looks great. Uh, it's 7.51 pounds, original pickups, controls, normal, the guitar plays and sounds great. It comes with a padded gig bag and will be packaged extremely well to arrive safely. If you have any questions, blah, blah, blah. Let's look at these pictures. What do you know about this pedal? That's not a pedal. This guitar. That's my
0: least favorite pedal. <laughs> what do you know about this guitar, Ryan? That is a Mosrite. It is in that shape that's probably my least favorite Moserite shape. Moserite, Moserite, however you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, but that's the shape that uh, that Dan Electro's been copying a little bit. Mm. Uh, what is the name of the country artist? Ah, oh, no shoot, idea. it's on the tip of my tongue. But he had a his signature Moserite right was that shape. It just didn't have the f hole in it.
1: I have no idea. Damn, I can't believe that's completely
0: flown out. What long my- does
1: he do? <sighs> No, just sing the song. I can't Ryan. remember the song. Sing it's all guitar playing. song. You can't sing the Ah uh,
0: uh, man, it was. It's got an M. Merle Haggard. It's not Merle Haggard.
1: It's got an M. Ma's right. Let's have a Google race. Anyway, this thing is sunbursty. Did you? screenshot the price
0: no oh there it is the it was end. a normal price for a vintage most right is that
1: the right price 1800 dollars. people yeah, that's are normal. like reacting very poorly to this price
0: uh well the most right ventures models uh from the 60s are going in the three and four grands but you, you can find various models around that range why can't i f- it's not occurring to me the
1: guy's name uh, the guy's name is I don't know, Joe Maphis, Joe Maphis. I don't know who that is. I've never heard of this guy. He's the, he's the guy. He had a bunch of Mose
0: rights, Joe Maphis, but Mose rights were popular in, um, in, um, kind of the Bakersfield country scene Ah, okay. altogether. They're kind of known as surf guitars now, and they're kind of um, known as, you know, the, the Ramones guitars. Um, not this model, but other Moserites. But they really had a really strong foothold as that Bakersfield kind of like fast picker, like country gotcha. shredder sort of guitar. And uh, Joe Maphis and a bunch of other people played them. Uh, he's the one that had the the double neck, I'm pretty sure. It's a double yeah. neck uh Yeah, there's Mozart's. a double neck one. There's yeah. a picture of it. So that he was all into those things that would have various double necks, whether it be a mandolin or, uh, you know, like a baritone option or something like that on there that's cool he had all kinds of double neck <laughs> Mose was right so it was just ridiculous and he would shred him just absolute shredding yeah. so go look up videos of him they're, they're they're pretty wild um i just thought this one was pretty and i think it's funny that i think in the last week a few people have posted Mose right stuff around and it's i haven't noticed that before like it seems like a few is like a trend starting. It's like, are people thinking about Mose rights all of a sudden? Like are they looking at these guitars? Um, I'm actually gonna play a Mose right this weekend. I'm gonna go Where? film a road case. Oh, are you going to uh I'm going to Mo's Mo's I'm, I'm gonna play a Mose right at Mo's. Um but when I went and scoped it out, they had a uh, a nineties version Mose right there. Um it would be interesting. I mean, this ad is just me having an excuse to talk about Moserites. Yeah, it sounds like it. Because <laughs> I really don't have anything to say about the ad other than this is kind of an attractive version so of this guitar. So you
1: put this in here as a Moserite celebrity, but this is a Moserite combo. Yeah, I, What's the difference? No, I,
0: I beefed it up. Because
1: there is a model called the Moserite celebrity. Well, what is I it? I think
0: it's the celebrity's the same, but I don't think it has the, uh, the F-hole. Oh. Um, but anyways... What I was saying is like it would be wild if Moserites came in fashion across more genres. Oh, the Moserite celebrity
1: is more of a Gretchy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gretchy, yeah. Yeah, it's more like, yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Um, because the the fret jobs on these is very different from modern frets. Oh, it's those kind of frets. Super flat? So, so, so flat. It's almost a fretless guitar. Wow. The frets are so flat on Moserites.
1: What if somebody buys that guitar before you get there?
0: I'm I'm not planning on buying it. Well, I'm oh, saying. I won't be able to try it. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's still up oh, there. Okay. Um, I'm going to take my hallmark with me. Is my plan, and I'm going to do a comparison between oh, cool. the Mose right there and the hallmark because they share similar lineage yeah. and similar inspiration. And hallmark makes Mose right style guitars as well. Um, so I'm excited to make that video, do that comparison when I'm doing my road case there. Um, but yeah. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm curious about Mo's rights right now. There was another one on Reverb I've had my eye on, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I think my I think my theme for maybe coming into 2021 is me really getting gear that I don't need, but I that I I want to experience. You know, that's
1: been. I think that's been has been like kind of the cool thing with the with the Roadcase series for sure is getting to scene. try um, different stuff. Is uh yeah, seeing just those different things, so and going to, you know, going to places like um, Cosonic. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, and, uh, and trying out vintage stuff or going down to Pitbull and, and pulling you know some different high-end I a, guitars. I had a
0: crazy idea. I was watching YouTube with my son, and the video he was watching was a, a some in like you know kid influencer channel. Yeah, where they spent the night in a candy store <laughs> and it was just all about making hijinks about what would it be like to get away with whatever you want to do in a candy yeah. store um, with your rowdy friends. Um, it would be fun to do a road case where we camp in a guitar shop. Like we do like a, like a camp out. Like what no, if you and okay, I, Okay,
1: so the way you got to do this though is one, you got to pick the right store. You got to, got to pick a store with a lot or you could do like, mess around with a lot of stuff and you got to live stream it. Oh, so basically up all night, up all night. (laughs) No, I think,
0: I think that we, the way I'd want to do it is like both of us are there. Maybe a couple people are there like camping in tents Mm -hmm. and like, there's like a live stream team. And then like, there's like, Making legit videos at the same time, like I should get like some of the TGU guys in on this. That would be fun. Maybe we could get like um, a camping company. We could get REI to sponsor it. <laughs> 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 but it'd be fun to camp out in like in like a Sam Ash or something like that. Right. You know.
1: Right.
0: I'm, imagine the hijinks you could get up to. Someone's oh, gonna steal this idea. F- fluff. Don't do it. (laughs) Come on, man. We're already both Ryan B's with beards. Don't do it. Don't don't take. I think he plays more riffs than you do. He does play more riffs than me. I just do more noodling. Uh, Just say fluff. Don't don't take my camping idea. (laughs) Andy's going to do it now.
1: That's the truth. Yeah. One more ad. Uh, before we do that, though, if mm-hmm. you want to support the show, I do. Uh, you can send us a song. We're do play. we going to play a song at the end of this episode. We play. A, try to play a song at the end of every episode. You know, uh, that's
0: not supporting the show. That's does. us supporting you guys.
1: But it's also them sh- supporting us so we don't have to play the Mexican National Anthem at the end of an episode. You mean
0: so we don't get to play it?
1: I mean, <laughs> fine, whatever.
0: Fine, fine, sure.
1: Yeah. Um, so you can send us a song at 60 at gmail.com or you can head on over to patreon.com, look us up 60 cyclehum and where for as little as one dollar a month you can support this show.
0: Or as much as the gross domestic product of the entire solar system. I don't
1: Isn't that also the same as the entire planet? There's money on Mars. Is there? Yeah, we've got stuff there. Yeah, but it's not cr- generating
0: revenue. It did for the people that worked on it.
1: Yeah, it re- generated that revenue on Steve, Earth. I
0: don't want to have this fight again.
1: <laughs> the data was sent to Earth, and the data generated revenue on Earth. <laughs> but people made those little cute robots. Oh, they made them on Earth.
0: I know. They got paid whether but or not those the robots exploded t- or not. Do those robots have
1: value right now? They do not contribute to the gross domestic product. Actually, they probably do, because some guys sitting... In a room monitoring data.
0: If someone shows up and wants to buy them. Who's going to. They want to buy the the camera rights to them. The streaming rights.
1: Who's going to show up. You're saying they're going to show up at NASA. And demand and say I'll give you a billion dollars for the streaming rights for the Mars rover. What if it's a different? Sp- that's a transaction that what happens on it,
0: Earth. What if it's a different? But it's a trans that it's within the solar system, Steve. Yeah, it's that's on Mars. what I'm saying. Is the but rem- the, uh, the uh, <laughs> we are going to break up over this, this stupid Mars robot? We always get so angry <laughs>
1: about the Mars robot. <laughs> The GDP of the planet <laughs> is the same as the GDP, and, and unless you're saying that the species where that is making this transaction, we had, have
0: financial holdings in Mars.
1: I mean, we probably do. Let's be honest. <laughs> but right now, that that uh, Elon those, Musk is invested in those, Mars. The, they're they're not generating revenue. It's there's no. It's, it's part <laughs> of the revenue machine. Is it are you and, could,
0: and the that. The equipment has worth, and if someone shows up,
1: lands on Mars, like, "Hey, I want to buy this stuff." I've been thinking about this more. <laughs> if, if it's the, if it's the gross product of a planet, wouldn't it be the gross international product? Ah, because not, it's not domestic, or the gross foreign and domestic product, right? If it's Solar, would it be like the, the GGP? It'd be, it'd be the gross solar product. No,
0: it's the GGP, the, the gross galactic product.
1: That would be the entire galaxy, Ryan. I don't want to leave people out. <laughs> I've read this thing. I read this thing the other day that was talking about how in Star Wars they say a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. And um, they were saying how we always read that as meaning in terms of Earth this happened a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But really, that's just from the perspective of the narrator. So the narrator isn't necessarily like an Earth person in current uh, okay. time. It is a person in their time, in like their time and space in a far-flung future. So of we
0: haven't we haven't considered the uh, the time frame of the narrator.
1: Right. That basically We assume
0: the narrator is us.
1: That we yeah, we assume the narrator is us, but the reality is is we could be living in the Star Wars timeline and we're even longer ago in a galaxy even further away in terms of the narrator.
0: Or we represent the post-apocalypse after Star Wars times.
1: Yeah. Or it's all just a big scheme to sell toys. Oh, it's just a bunch of movies and TV shows. Yeah. So head on over to Patreon.com uh, and help help us keep making content like this. This last was ad, this
0: was this content. Is, is this content?
1: Uh, I don't even this, know this anymore. This last ad was sent by Eric Rosenbaum. Uh, it is. Let's let's make a pact
0: to have mental breakdowns on the podcast in 2021.
1: Oh yeah, we definitely will. Yes. Native art carved. Custom wolf, eagle, salmon, who cook, raven, crow, hummingbird, and human. A wonderful piece by master carver Jimmy Wallace of Alert Bay, British Columbia. This is uh $3,228. Those are Canadian money, that's why it's a weird odd number. Mm. Um. The guitar says it's a rooster peacemaker. I, does that mean anything to you? It,
0: doesn't- it does not mean anything to me, but I'll say this is a rare case where I think the art might be Excuse me. worth the price or, or justify the price. Oops, I, I got rid of your thing. How did I do that? I don't know. There you go. I tried to zoom in on it and it disappeared. It's a very detailed. And I'm assuming authentic, kind of Pacific Northwest uh, indigenous artwork style, and you can tell that this guy does it. Otherwise, he's got this huge piece behind it in the same style. I think this guy is like a legit carver in this style, and I think to get this, I think I think the artistry and the craftsmanship warrants the price it doesn't seem like a throwaway attempt at this style it seems very sincere that is what that is right that pacific northwest yeah this is indigenous like, this style is a art. very
1: i was actually because it just was native art i was expecting kind of a joke because that's what we do here oh yeah right? uh, but you were expecting just, me to dunk is, on this steve i just expect it to be something dumb no but no this, I think this looks is cool. really cool
0: I you know it's you know art is subjective and the value of art is very subjective sure. but I have no problem with I I don't count the neck as part of this deal. I think you get this and you put a Fender neck on it mm-hmm. um because you don't, why ne- would you assume that that neck is bad? It just looks cheap to me. Maybe it's just the logo, but something mm. about it just looks cheap to me. The road the logo looks like it was printed out on a Yeah, it's a little little Epson desktop printer. Um I'm not commenting on the style of logo. I'm talking about like the print quality. No, I understand. Yeah, I'm into it. Do you think this? Uh... I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to play it personally, but I think for the person, the person that warrants the use of this look in their life, I think this would be a cool guitar to buy. And then if you don't like the neck, just upgrade the neck. It's a Telecaster with a bunch of cool carving on it. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Steve? You, I could be um, wrong. You tell me I, if I'm I, wrong.
1: This is a kind of like a, a wall hanger, I think. Um, I you know I'd have trouble doing much else with this. Um, but you wouldn't play it. I mean, I, I guess I would, but like, it's, well, you're I'm not supposed to you like, see it, That's appropriation. <laughs> I'm saying I couldn't. I not play it out, right? <laughs> I mean, that's fair too. Like, this is kind of a that's kind of in this weird, uh. Kind of, kind of awkward.
0: But I mean, if you if you if that's your thing, I don't I don't even want to make any comment like if that's actually appropriation right. or not. To appreciate uh, that style of art and use it, I don't know. That's a discussion for another time. But I think,
1: oh, there was more. It's a pine body, maple neck, rosewood. You feb- know, it's just, yeah, it's Wilkinson stuff. Yeah, Vineham kind of pickups.
0: I don't know. I th- I just like it. I like that it exists. It's really pretty. I like and that like it exists in the same world that I well exist in. Well, put together
1: art. That's a kind of um,
0: that's a kind of commitment to an aesthetic to good art decisions to kind of authentic styling that I want to see more in the guitars that end up on the show, <laughs> you know? I think it's a good example of doing it right. And it, it it's done to the point where it's like Oh yeah, just charge whatever you charge for your art because that's what you made. If you charge three grand for wood carvings, then that's what you charge for this guitar, and it doesn't matter the make of the neck or the hardware, really. You're yeah. selling the body. That's my take, anyways. All right. <laughs> Closing thoughts. Did I we think, do it? I think we're gonna play a song, man. We're gonna play a song. Oh, we get to listen to it. Yeah. Here, I'll plug need you in
1: headphones. Plug me in. This week's song uh, was sent by um, Ben. Thanks, ben. ben. Ben says, hi, I think this is the third time trying to send you a song. My band, oh, shit, recorded a demo and stuck it on the internet at the beginning of this year. Feel free to use it as a track on Bandcamp. Uh, Emily used a Fender Modern Player Mustang, I think Corona equals no band practices, uh, into a super Fender Super 210 amp. Buzz and Drive are an MXR 108 and a True Tone Jekyll and Hyde. Vicky's bass is a borrowed PV, borrowed PV, DI'd through one of those silver Behringer pedals. I hit whatever drums were in the practice space. Hope you're both well. Ben, P.S., I think this is over and we can, I think when this is over and we can get going again, we're going to change the band name. (laughs) Ask the podcast for ideas. Guys, we're going to play this song. Uh, It's called We Are a Band. Uh, the band is called Oh Shit. Uh, if you have a better band name suggestion, um, I guess, uh, I don't know where. if, Ben, you're in the Facebook group, but we're going to tell people to uh, maybe put it on Facebook or I guess email us, leave a comment on yeah.
0: YouTube. I don't know. No, let's come up with a name after we listen to the song.
1: All right. <laughs> So this song's actually This song's actually called Enough I just don't know how to read things on Bandcamp. Oh, oh, there's another song
0: Right, you're playing the whole band camp
1: Turn it off uh, <laughs> I really want So this EP was called we We're a Band That song was called Enough I want the full name of the band to be Oh shit, we we're a band No, that's too long.
0: I was thinking just slightly tweak it. Mm -hmm. Instead of oh shit, make it no shit. Or, then this EP EP becomes no shit we're a band. No, here's, here's what you do. You change the name to just a creative spelling of shit. But then each album is a different prefix. Oh shit, no shit.
1: I can't think of any other things. This too.
0: Total shit. Not shit. I really like that song. Some shit. Like that's the, that's a great naming scheme for your albums and it's right. built in. You just have to figure out the creative way to spell shit. Like maybe throw a Y in there or make it with like a C and an H instead of an S. I don't know. Get creative. But I really liked that song. That's the kind of punk rock I like. If I if I walked into a, a a venue and that was playing, I'd just instantly be in the vibe and be like, "Yep, I'm here. I'm at a show. I'm ready to go." So yeah, good job on the song. I'm.
1: Super- I like your whole deal. I think that song was a cover. Even better. But I don't know. I'm I'm confused. <laughs> Possible I'm confused. That's possible.
0: We'll find out later. All right. Bye, everyone. Stay grounded. See ya.